Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Aston Villa 1, Everson 2. I tried to get the final whistle, but my phone decided it was going to take a full seven minutes to switch on. No need for that. They're trying to drown us out with the Foo Fighters and it's not working. Overall, of any physical, of any competence until the last 10 minutes, but I would say a very good performance by Everson. Michael Keane, outstanding. Nathan Patterson, outstanding. Dominic Albert Lewin, outstanding. James Garner, I mean, I could list, a lo- I could list almost all of them. Such a good performance for 80 odd minutes. Spawny deflection. I guess you could say he made it interesting, but there's no need for that. Right. Here's the lads. Thanks to Matt Fluss for giving us uh, his story down at Villa Park. Uh, and remarkably, I don't think the three of us now, me, Pete and Les will be talking about Everton picking up another victory away from Goodison Park. No, we're not dreaming, and we're here to assess that game as well. As we're talking, we'll see who we get in the next round of the Carabao Cup as well, because the draw is about to start. First of all, though, lads, uh, come to you first, Les. I didn't think we'd be sitting here at war, half past ten, after an away game at Villa Park, where we've traditionally had a really shit record. Come away with a win, and still in the... Carabao Cup. Um, can't believe it, but it looked like we actually played well too. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't confident I was going into the last. <laughs> absolutely season, not. Absolutely not. But yeah, I mean, going to this game, I, I was. I was saying this and talking to people on Twitter and whatnot about our game, and I thought, do you know what? I really. If someone said to me, "You go through to the next round, but you don't get through. You go get three points against Luton." I'd have thrown this round straight away. 
I'm sorry, but yeah, you know, the, the way our away fans are absolutely brilliant, sent a full crowd down there. And to be fair, I think if you ask most of them, if there was a if you had to choose, it'd be three points against Luton rather than going through to the next round with Aston Villa. Um, but nonetheless, I think the momentum that people probably didn't think was going to come following that good win away at Brentford. You know, you, you go to Villa again, a traditionally bad place for us to go to and play them off the pitch. I mean, I, I don't think 2-1 doesn't do us justice there. I thought we were superb. And, I mean, how did you feel when you seen the lineup? I mean, I was surprised at how serious we were going into this, Les. Yeah, well, I thought, I thought he'd pick a decent team because I don't really think he's got that much choice, I think, because the, the drop-off after the first sort of 11, it's quite bad. That said, looked at the first team, thought, yeah, that's a good, strong first team. A little bit sceptical about five at the back um, and two in midfield because I thought you play two in midfield, you've you got a chance of getting over run there. Um, but then you look at the bench and there was a nice balance on the bench and even when you make the substitutions, although, again, it was pretty much like for like, there was quality coming on, wasn't there, to, to replace the players that were on. Um, just on that midfield, though, that was where that was where I thought I was, I was most concerned because... I think when you play five at the back, it's, an, it's a nice way to sort of keep a solid back line. But you can really get overrun in midfield. But I thought uh, Onana and uh, Jamie Bidston were brilliant tonight. Um, that was the sort of game I've been wishing to see from Amadou Onana all season. Mm. So when I've been saying in post-match, you know what, I want to see more from him, need to see a bit more from him. I think tonight we got that. He he, he controlled that midfield. He was really good. He, you know, he wasn't just throwing tackles in and throwing his arms up in the air. He was... He was getting hold of the ball. He was picking out good passes. He just looked. He just looked really good. Thought James Garner looked brilliant as well in the middle. Um, it was just yeah, it was just a nice, nice, complete performance. Although you know, towards the end it got a bit shaky. Last ten minutes after equalised, but as you say, it, it didn't flatter us at all. And that's that's the second away game on the spin now, whereby we've come away deserved winners. Mm. You know, from two decent Premier League teams in Aston Villa and, and Brentford and. You know, you can say, oh, well, at the weekend, well, Brentford didn't play well at all, which they didn't. But then if you say, well, Villa didn't play well at all, because they put out a pretty strong team as well. You know, you've got to look at it and say, well, do you know what? We played well in both games, so maybe that's why these two teams didn't play well against us. And uh, it's it's just nice, again, to come away and, you know, with the win into the last 16. And I know what you're saying about, like, we'd sooner have the three points against Luton, but... For me, a cup runs absolutely everything because mm. it it does keep the momentum up. And now, you know, this stands us in with a really good chance of uh, of going into the next two like winnable home games and and getting good results. So it's it's just a nice momentum builder. And you know, especially you know, it's a different matter if like West Ham beat Lincoln tonight. You go away to Lincoln and you beat them. You kind of expected to to go away to Aston Villa and beat them. That that's such a good result, mm. and it's got to give everyone. Such a lift, and the uh, the away crowd sounded bouncing tonight. It reminded me remember when the uh, the Villa game beat Villa go top, and it was it was absolutely bouncing at Villa Park. They were so loud, couldn't hear a thing out of them tonight. It was just all effort fans. It was great. I uh, I don't know if anybody's watching this while I'm recording here, but just about to do the draw. If you've got it on your tellies, and obviously you will have by the time you'll have seen it when you listen to us, but it looks like Don Goodman and Neil Lennon. Are sitting in the toilets, just about to, just about to throw the balls out of the hat 
I've no idea where they, where they've put it there because obviously the, the oh, name. Oh, Christ, the odds, well, yeah. What what is going on there? That's um, <laughs> that's Emma Sanders. He's actually a good friend of mine who, who's doing it, but it just looks like they've put them in in like a, a changing room or something like that. That looks like they're in as close as four walls as you can see. But the yeah. draw is about to come out now, and we'll get on that in, in a sec with that when it comes out. We're number nine on the the balls that are drawn. Anyway, um, Pete, I've got your take on this tonight. Um, Les, it's it's actually funny the the narrative we've had all week talking about Onana quite a lot. The um, doesn't look like the player that we wanted or the player is going to give us what he's actually got. Um, tonight, without going too far ahead of myself, there was plenty of that to see. The player that we actually signed was in action against the uh, Aston Villa. Oh, he was absolutely superb. That's the best I've seen from Amadou Anana in an Everton shirt, hands down. Thought he was absolutely incredible. I think he um, he took on that role, the extra responsibility, like you know, as as Les has said about you know we was playing three at the back, one less man in midfield. I think the extra space actually suited Amadou Anana down to the ground. He was absolutely everywhere. Um, he was he he was going in for tackles. He was shielding the back line. He was he was spreading balls all over the place. He was he was running. He he was breaking the lines. He he was absolutely incredible. And as I say, it's, that's the type of performance I've been waiting for him. You know, for from him since we signed him. Um, and it was just brilliant to see. Obviously, it's one game. I want to see more of it from him. But that for me was the glimpse of the Amadou Anana that I want to see from now on. That that's that's the exact player I thought that we were signing, um, and as I say, maybe just that little bit of extra responsibility. The fact that he did have you know such a a huge role to play tonight. There was no hiding. There was no sort of allowing Adrisa Garnagay to run round and do all like the dirty work. He had to do everything, and he did. He stepped up and did it. Um, James Garner as well. I thought he was absolutely superb. The press, just 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 watching the players press as a single unit, especially the first half. Uh, we, we could have been out of sight, out of sight by half time. I thought we were absolutely superb. Um, Jack Harrison as well. I like the fact that Jack Harrison did a really shit corner just to get, just <laughs> so we could get, just so we could get like the first your shite out the way, and then he just absolutely took off and he was brilliant. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. One one ball in particular that he threaded through for Calvert Lewin, um, where where the keeper saved it and Calvert Lewin very tight angle couldn't quite finish. But the drop of the shoulder and the lovely little no-look pass in between the lines, oh, superb, Jack Addison. So I think there was plenty tonight, plenty to be, um, to, to be, you know, to take into into Luton at the weekend. And and certainly, I hate to say it, like, but you know, does this mean we might have turned a bit of a corner? The last two results certainly certainly show that we were able now to to score goals. We're able to be a threat to teams. Um, you know, we'd said earlier on in the, in the season we were creating chances, we just didn't have anyone to finish them. But now it looks like we've got Dominic Calvert Lewin, who looks full of confidence. Um, what I liked about Calvert Lewin as well, the last two games, both goals that he scored have been one on ones, which has been mm. something that he's actually been criticized for in the past, um, where maybe he hasn't been taking them chances. And they're sometimes the hardest ones to take as a striker because you've got time to think. You've got that added little bit of pressure. You, do you know what I mean? You've you've got to be really you've you've got to be confident to score a one on one in these situations, especially with the way goalkeepers are now. And Calvert Lewin slotted both, um, and he looks like the Calvert Lewin, the Dominic Calvert Lewin that we that we uh, we know and love. So, and it was great as well to hear the the away end uh, singing his name for a large chunk of the game. It was it was fantastic, and and just on the away fans, by the way, I've got to say. 
I can't wait. I can't wait to get back on the aways myself. I'll be back on. We're on a home now. draw. As you say aways, we're on a home draw. The team's about to come out right now. <laughs> oh, miles behind here. Uh, no, we no, are home. Home. home now, and we have got number one, Burnley at home. Burnley oh, home. Oh, Dice Dice Derby. Uh, uh, do you know what? I mean, I, I said again. I, I, I've got to repeat myself here, but I said that oh, I don't. I don't care if we're in this competition or not, but when you start getting draws like this and you go through a team that looked like they were going to beat you, let's face it, with Aston Villa, you've got a home tie. Uh, it's against the side that's, uh, well, one of our rivals to stay in the Premier League. Um, you start to think, is it is it this is this your year? Um, but anyway, by the by, let's go back to this. Um, Jack Harrison debut, Les, uh, and I uh, was very impressed with how he did. Uh, looked at the energy the lad's got. Um, I think he's got a lot of versatility in what he can do in terms of moving across the pitch, not just on the, on the wing side. Um, just before you answer about uh, answer about him, by the way, what formations do you think that was we put out there? Because when I seen, and we'll talk about Keane in a bit, because I actually thought he was really good. You, you've got Keane, you've got Tarkovsky, and you've got Branthwaite as, as a flat back line of three central defenders. You've got uh, Patterson on one side, and then who do we have on the left side? In, in Michalenko to start on. I mean, is that just a straight back five with the two wing backs there? Yeah, I think it was a five-two-three, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. And I thought so Onana and Ghana, and then we had um, Harrison and Danjuma just behind uh, Carver Lewin. And do you know what? I have to praise. Um, I'm doing a lot of things that was the exact opposite of this week, and praising players, but also. Praising Sean Dice here, um, because that, that setup isn't conventionally one that we've saw from him, or one with the bottle that he had to go with against the mm-hmm. side that we're playing away from, who, who are a better club than us these days. Yeah, it's it's always but I mean we've had this conversation so many times over the last couple of seasons that a manager will just like willy-nilly throw in a five-three-two or a five-two-three mm-hmm. or something at some point, you know, when we're when we're conceding goals, a manager just say, I'll tell you what, we'll just stick five at the back. And see how we get on, and it usually kind of blows up in our face. I think, I think barely away we tried, and we won five one, didn't we? That time around Christmas. But other than that, it seems like we just lashed five at the back, and it goes a bit wrong. But so yeah, it was it was it was quite a bold move to do that tonight. Um, obviously learned lessons, I think, from the uh, the panel that we got last time at Villa Park. So he's he's gone kind of more defensive and thought we'll we'll hit them on the counter attack, and it's. You know, that's probably a little bit unfair to say that's what we just did because we, although we didn't have like all the possession when we did have the ball, we were better. When we didn't have the ball, we were better. Mm. Um, it was just a really good display, but as you say, you know, a, a sort of an unfamiliar formation. Um, I think the balance looked really good as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, given, I think maybe we've been a little bit harsh on them so far this season, as Pete said, you know, all we needed was the strikers to come in. To, to sort of add that presence up front. And, you know, you look at this team now, had we had that against uh, Wolves and Fulham, we may well have won those games. We could now be mid-table going into last 16 in the Cup. Mm-hmm. And I was all like, you know, conjecture because we'll never know. But it, it does look a lot more balanced than you think. You know, you've got Harrison and Dan Juma there and then who came on for him. Uh, McNeil came on and then Guy came on to sort of change the formation mm-hmm. a little bit. Um well, yeah, it, it just looked like a really well balanced side that you know everyone knew the job, everyone did the job well. Uh, against, as I said, you know, it, it was a decent Aston Villa team that got put out there as well. So 
you know, we made the three changes at half time as well. Uh, Unai Emery, and still they did, they weren't really in it. I don't think mm. until they got that goal, which just by the way, you said Michael Keane had a good game. Is he just the unluckiest fella going to basically like <laughs> have a goal go flying in off him when he's actually had a really good game? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it, it was just, yeah, you, you can't, you can't really fault anything about that performance at all. And um, you know, even down to the subs, they came on at the right time. Uh, they probably probably disrupted the momentum a little bit, I think, changing the whole midfield. Um, yeah, probably probably disrupted things a little bit, but yeah, can't can't have any complaints at all. And it's not very often that we get to say that. So that's uh, that's lovely, isn't it? I didn't think we'd be saying it towards the end of uh, September. That's for sure. But you know, you mentioned there uh, about the subs. This, I mean, I never thought we'd be saying this, Peter, yeah, but. Uh, the five substitutions we made on the five that came on. Ashley Young, who started uh, all season, and this is going without slating him at the moment, but Ashley Young, Dwight McNeil, who's a, who's a first team, he's a starter, he's just part of the starting level. Beto, our new signing up front, probably say the same thing about him. Uh, Adrisha Gay, obviously first teamer, and Abdelai Decore, also uh, obviously a, a first 11 player. You put five players on there who are first team regulars, and then all of a sudden you think, well, hang on, that side we've started there, you probably take when you look at, I mean, aside from Michael Keane, without to throw in the criticism that we normally do about him, but you take him out of that, and I don't know, maybe Patterson, um, I don't know, I'm clutching the straws here, but there's only one of that 11 there who you would not, who you would say is not a regular or who you'd want to be a regular. So you add all that together, you say you've got 10 on there and you're bringing on five subs who've been regular starters. Regular starters, you're thinking, hang on, have we actually got a squad here? <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're looking at what, 11 that starts and another half a dozen? You're looking at what, 16 players, 17 players maybe? You think, do you know what, we can actually do something with those lads if others were injured and whatnot. Um, and it's so funny how this game, and it, and it does, it, it takes you by surprise so many times, no matter how old you are, and have watched it for most of your entire life how momentum can change that quickly, isn't it? Um, because the way in which we played looked like it was with confidence and it looked like a bounce on from what we did against Brentford. Admittedly, before the game, um, I, I wasn't bothered about us the strength of the 11 that we put out there. I was more concerned about we have the people we need to be fit against Luton this weekend. Nonetheless, Sean Dyche, much against what I would think he'd do when gung-ho, with with the team there, but he, he went gung ho with us actually loving it, looking at that um, substitution bench and thinking, oh yeah, he's fielded our full eleven when he hasn't actually really. And you're thinking, do you know what? We've got a squad here. <laughs> is there yeah. a time we can look at this and work with it? And is that little bit of confidence that that's coming away when we've just gone two two games away and won them both? Well, yeah, I think I think one thing it was like it was a great. A great chance for him to get minutes in the legs of, of some of the players who maybe are. You know, we will be relying on his more squad players this season um, or players who are just coming back. So Calvert-Lewin, for example, it's great to see another sort of 60 minutes, you know, mm. for, for him. Um, I think that's Looked crucial. Really sharp at this as well, stage. Pete, didn't he? Looked really sharp, really sharp. And obviously, you know, in terms of his fitness, he was, he was close to full fitness before he got that facial injury. So I think the, it sounds, sounds mad, but the facial injury wasn't that bad because mm-hmm. it meant that he could still carry on training. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it's going to it's going to set him back in terms of in terms of his general fitness, but obviously you still want that mat, that match sharpness. 
Um, so the fact that he's had two two games now, um, you know, he's already got two goals in his last two games. We'll do him the world of good. He's got some good minutes in his legs tonight. Jack Harrison as well, um, who managed to get, I think he got just over an hour, didn't he? Or, or about an hour. Um, so he's he's got some some good minutes in the tank. Um, it was great to see James Garner as well in midfield and and in a, in a more sort of central role. Uh, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good. It was good. It was a good good opportunity as well. And and the other thing as well is that there, there may be times this season where we do have to play three at the back. There, there may be times where we have to, you know, regard you, you know, depending on availability, depending on who we're playing against. Um, you know, in terms of form and all kinds of things. So it's it was a good opportunity to be able to experiment a bit. Uh, I'll be honest tonight. I kind of, <laughs> I I'd kind of don't go too you know, far, Pete. You, you've got you've got experience of doing this. Don't go too far. What you're about to say? No, no. I was gonna I was gonna say I actually you know in the league kind of, and the and the league cup. I've never said that. I've never ever said anything anything <laughs> like that. Ever Mate, you've got, you've got a reputation with us on the blue room that you're the most positive person. No. Yeah, positive but not unrealistic. That was a good time to start. Positive but not unrealistic. I I just don't. I'm just not doom and gloom. What I would say is though is I'd written off tonight. So I'd I'd kind of you know like the way before a match you get really nervous and you're like you know really so obviously you know anytime Everton plays it doesn't matter who we're playing I feel like that that feeling of utter dread. I didn't really have it that much as as much tonight because I kind of just sort of accepted a few weeks ago that you know what that's probably the one we can sort of you know we we can let go of because we've got bigger fish to fry we need to concentrate on the league but as soon as we went one nil up i was pacing around i was like i was nervous the little hair i have left has left has left my head now um and that's two nil as well and i'd say and i was thought you know sat there with me dad watching it and, and, me, and me dad even said he said like does any other team get this you know when it's like 10 minutes to go you're two nil up and we were absolutely yeah, yeah. dreading it. It was horrible. And then Villa get the goal back, and you think, "Oh, here we go." Do other teams get that and genuinely believe it, like like we do? Because as soon as Villa score a scrappy, horrible, you know, deflected goal, as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh my god, we're going to get beat." Mm. Do other people get that feeling? Because I, I was, you know, anyway. But thankfully, we came through. But again, in terms of in terms of the plays, in terms of the confidence we can take from that, I thought that the performance. Although we did look a bit more shaky in the, you know, in the sort of last 10 or 15 minutes after the changes had been made and after Villa came at us a bit more, the fact that we held out um, and we looked like a competent side, I think we can take so much out of out of tonight. And, and again, going back to you know the in, initial question, it was great to see some minutes in the legs of some of the players who needed it. Yeah, spot on, mate, spot on. We've only got a couple of minutes left here. Um, Les, what's your, your main take from this tonight? Because just before you go forward, mine was my favourite player by an absolute mile these days is Jared Branthwaite. He just looks like a Rolls Royce of a player whenever I see him. Um, mm. I seen him give the ball away once today, and I was like, "That isn't him." Someone's come in to um, impersonate whoever he was because you think he's man- he's just going to be fantastic wherever he ends up, not just at Everton. And the other one for me as well, which I, I'm guessing you might well um, agree with, is James Garner. Um, I, I think that out of the rare spots of decent recruitment we've done in years gone by, possibly for the last decade. He's getting closer and closer to the top of my list of a decent player that we've signed for a relatively decent price. 
to play in our midfield. All Sean needs to do is just keep playing him in midfield and not at right back mm. and not at right wing back. Keep him in the middle of that pitch, and you've got Onana next to him. You've you've got you've got something that looks like it can can see there's a partnership. Yeah, hopefully we'll see more of that. I think it looks like with Harrison in the team now back back fit, it looks like we have probably got enough forwards and wide players to not mm. need to play Jamie Bidston out there. Um, so hopefully, yeah, he'll, he'll get time in the middle. I think my main takeaway from tonight, though, is just the, the, the I think as people alluding to, the overall sort of, and you yourself said, the squad depth, dare I say, looks decent now. Yeah. The the, the bench, the, the players that came on, it wasn't a load of kids. We didn't have two goalies on the bench. It was it was decent first-team players coming on into a, a team that was playing well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it just suddenly, from nowhere this week, Everything suddenly looks much better. It could all go tits up at the weekend. You don't know. And it will. <laughs> but, do you know what I mean? If you look at it now, you know, those two, as I said, those two games, you can't you can't say it was just down to Brentford and Villa being no. crap. Because it, it can't happen like that. It must be down to us being good as well. Um so yeah, we just we just gotta keep the confidence now. And um, you know, not silly from the manager, not silly from the players. Don't see why we can't get six points out the next two. There I said it. There you go, mate. Yeah, it's it's amazing after what five days when we were all talking the week before, thinking, yeah, we'll probably be down by January. All the team half the team will be fit and we'll sack. We'll have uh, dice sack next week if we possibly can as well. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Hope you've had a safe journey home. Uh, as mostly will be listening on the road on the way back. Really good night that everyone deserved down at Villa Park. Another couple of games like Les mentioned there that were guaranteed to get six points from. Um, do do take a note that it was Les who said that and nobody else. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, Dave, got... Dave, before you finish this, before you finish this, one last what? shout out for these people. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> so he's singing it. Do you know everyone who's listening to this? He took ages to get on, on the podcast here because he had all sorts of technical difficulties. And now he's just tried to redeem himself by playing some top class Everton noise. And he's had to sing it because it broke down. What is going on with Pete's technology and whatever Wi Fi? Technology uses? works just fine. Basically, the, the Everton the Everton fans tonight were absolutely incredible. Yeah. And, and yeah. one thing I one thing I wanted to say before as well was that you can see the difference that the fans make. You can see the difference having an away end that which that's that's bouncing and getting behind the players can make. And I really want to see that at Goodison Park on Saturday. Yeah. I want to see us going back to we uh, Evertonians have been beaten into submission over the past three years. We've been absolutely hammered. We've been attacked by our own board. We've we've had a, we've had to put up with all kinds. Let's get back to getting behind the team as we always do. By the way, well, let's go go to Goodison and bring that atmosphere because that atmosphere tonight at Villa Park was absolutely incredible. So yeah. hats off to every single Everton um, who was there. I'll still be wearing my boo and slacks in the park end. Don't worry. Oh, you'll, be off. you'll be off for 20 minutes to go <laughs> listening to two lads who are we going to have a party when we've gone what six more points and ended up in 12th or something can you imagine can you imagine the party that's going to be happening around Goodison Park if that's the case with two of these lads anyway yeah, um, we all up so we all up the same thing is uh, thanks very much for listening once again and we'll be back post-match after the Luton game hopefully three points to celebrate on Saturday night and thanks for listening and up the toffees Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.